0: Thanks very much for being along. I'm Jerry Yagar in for John Moore for one more day and uh, he's back on Tuesday. Deb Hutton has been filling in for me as I fill in for John and she's here for the Morning Brief. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. How much money are you saving up so that you can get tickets Wednesday for your daughters for the Taylor Swift concerts a year from now?
1: Well, I just was texting with my husband because you have to pre-register. Right. To be able to even hope to get a ticket next week. So no,
0: we found out you can go on StubHub and get them right now. Oh, dear. And uh, you can get your daughters down there on field level at $13,000 per ticket. Somebody just wrote in and asked if that was a Taylor Swift season ticket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so the girls won't be on the floor if, no. we're, if we're lucky no. enough to even get uh, a couple of tickets. But we're going to try. Okay. Now, will you buy two
0: tickets and send the girls or do you have to buy three or four?
1: Uh, so I was debating three versus four, because uh-huh. the girls and I will go. I don't think their dad probably wants to go. I haven't asked, actually. I probably should do that. But then I thought, well, why don't I just get four, and then maybe one of the girls will take a friend. And then I thought, well, if I, one takes a friend, do I do? And then I'm like, this is out of control. Am i yeah, buy yeah.
0: Three. I think
1: three. I'm lucky yeah. enough to get
0: them. Okay. Uh, if you could get the two, would you send your daughters by
1: themselves? I don't know about that. A year Mill- from now? A year from now, maybe. I mean, Miller babysits. And okay. You know, we could, yeah, she's been babysitting for three or four years. We could we could take them down, go for dinner, and be right somewhere to meet them. So if I could only get two, yeah,
0: I, All right. I would. Let's talk about this aspect of it. Okay. It is a really big deal, okay? Yes. And to me, it's not a really big deal because of the entertainment factor. It's that as opposed to the World Cup, where we're spending $300 million we'll never get back, mm-hmm. this is actual economic development for the city.
1: So are you suggesting government funding for Taylor Swift,
0: Jerry? No, I'm suggesting government <laughs> stay the hell out of all of these kinds of things. Uh, but this is Taylor Swift coming to town without, you know, being like FIFA and yeah. demanding $300 million from us. She's going to come in. She's going to make a boatload of money. All the people that work for her are going to get paid. All the people over at the Rogers Center are going to get paid. All, uh, hotels, meals, the taxes we get off the tickets. This is what economic development looks like.
1: I love that rant, Jerry.
0: Okay. Love it. Not I'm f- with you. All right, then. <laughs> uh, um, Mayor Olivia Chow backs the Dundas Street renaming. That could be in the area of nine or ten million dollars while she's begging for money from two levels of government. And while a week ago, Shelley Carroll, who wants to rename the city or the street, said on this show, and they're writing about it in the Star today, we can't afford it. So we're not doing it.
1: Yeah, because the bill continues to go up. And if you think the current estimate is anywhere near the final estimate, Jerry, I mean, (laughs) let's be clear about this. I don't know how you can say repeatedly to the federal and provincial government for, in particular, the federal government is responsible for a big chunk of the whole that we have here in the city, a billion and a half plus, how you can say to them, please send me money. When you are outright spending, however little or much it is, on something that your counselors freely admit you cannot afford.
0: What would you suspect would happen if when we were out voting for mayor, they had another section on the ballot? Do you want to change the name of Dundas, yes or no?
1: I have to think it would go down. Oh, You'd have to say it, and would be it, no? will, it will cost $10 million. I yes. have to say it would go down. Yeah, yeah I it would, think it would be no. All right. This is just an
0: activist thing.
1: There has to be a better way to acknowledge, and by the way, what Henry Dundas did is still a bit controversial.
0: Okay, but take that out of it. it it's just because then, then the conversation will go on all, all morning. I, even if you're for, you could be like Shelley Carroll. Yeah. Shelley Carroll is for renaming the street, but not right now because she said we don't have the money. It's that simple.
1: It's that simple. And there has to be another way. Spend the time working with these committees that go on and on and on forever to say to the community who is most offended by Henry Dundas, what can we do short of renaming the city?
0: Well, what happens to? Uh, it's one thing to say you're going to rename a street. You're going to name rename Dundas, Ontario.
1: Well, there's Dundas, Ontario. It's like they Dundas Square. They're, like there's a ton of things, right? Let alone these business communities right. who might be named Dundas. And God forbid the activist community will go after them individually for not spending money on renaming them.
0: All right. Now at 8.05 this morning, I'm going to talk to Michael Cotto. He's the MP for Don Valley East. Mm-hmm. He's a former Ontario cabinet minister. And he says Ottawa doesn't owe the city of Toronto any money. Uh, Doug Ford has to step up. It's the province's responsibility.
1: Well, and part of what the, the Liberal MPs, of which we have almost all of the ridings covered by the Liberal Party here in the city, is that they say, well, you got extra cash. That's part of why you should pony up. Like This is like that whole March Madness concept, Jerry, in government, when the year ends, March 31st, so departments and ministries spend like drunken sailors for February and March because they don't want their budget reduced.
0: Yeah. That is what yes. this
1: is like. You got extra cash. Go, you know, go go crazy. People need to stop
0: saying spend like drunken sailors because drunken sailors spend their own money.
1: You are right about that, Jerry. Because yeah. I don't even know what that means. But anyhow. <laughs>
0: What it means is that the sailors are looked after. They have on the boat, they have meals, and they have accommodation. And so when they have been out there lonely with, uh, it was all men at the time, when they've been out there lonely with all these other guys and they hit port,
1: woo well, they could be liberal MPs then.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes, they, yes, they could. Um, and it doesn't matter whether the province... The province has its own responsibilities. Should the province help the city in other areas? Maybe. But until the federal government fulfills its responsibility on immigration and refugee programs, and they're not doing that, uh, they're just dumping it on Toronto, Michael Coteau is wrong. and uh, yeah. But he'll try and defend it at 8.05.
1: Well, I, I've taken this topic on a couple of times while I've been filling in for you, Jerry, in the last couple of weeks, that part of the issue... As taxpayers, when all levels of government stick their finger into the responsibilities of the other levels of government, is then we as taxpayers don't know who's responsible. So you, we know, we thought we knew, that immigration and asylum uh, seekers was the responsibility of the federal government, but they say, ah, oh, no, it's not. It's the province's fault. All right. Now, meanwhile, trying to be
0: responsible, I think, with our resources, the province of Ontario, the education ministry, sets its sights on unused school land. They want to grab up some of that unused school land and build housing. Is that the right thing to do?
1: Yeah, this is Bill 98, which has other factors in it as well, making changes to the education system. We have $60 billion in publicly owned land under our school boards throughout this province. And each each pocket is under the responsibility or the purview of the school board. So, the province said we need some sort of overarching umbrella to know exactly where these physical assets sit at a time when we do have shrinking enrollment. Let's not pretend otherwise. We do have shrinking enrollment.
0: Despite the increase in population in Toronto, uh, especially with uh, immigrants and refugees who tend to have more children than people who've lived in Canada for a long time.
1: Right. But this is the whole point province wide we have declining enrollment okay. and we have no one who's looking at the physical assets from that province-wide perspective. That's what this does. For school board trustees, they feel like they're getting their responsibilities taken away from them. Well, listen, if you had done something in the first place school board trustees that was a value to the education system, then you wouldn't have your autonomy taken away, would you? Which well, takes me back to my biggest biggest, you know, pet peeve why we have school boards in the first place.
0: Well, it, 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 <laughs> Or even City Hall, because ultimately all the power in this province is at Queen's Park. (laughs) All of it. I mean, if, if, if City Hall didn't think that was the case, they found out for sure when Toronto City Council got cut in half by Doug Ford and there was nothing they could do about it.
1: No, but there's a difference, I think, between uh, the Constitution, meaning like the makeup of our city councils, our municipal councils, deciding whether some people in this province should be governed by four levels of government, like in Niagara. Uh, I think that is the responsibility of the provincial government. But I actually would not go so far to say we don't need the third tier. I, I think we do need city hall. Okay. I don't think we need school boards. All right. And we don't need two levels of city hall. Well, and if you have uh, several schools, not that far
0: from one another, that are each at half capacity, to me, the solution to that is just simple. And if some of the parents don't like it, well, I'm sorry. That's just, uh, you know, it's not easy to run a big one-size-fits-all monolithic education system. And since that's what we have, um, you don't get everything you want.
1: Well, but that's my point that I made earlier around the fact that school boards have not done what they should be doing. Because they haven't stood up to the community and said, no, this is irresponsible to have a school here with 70 kids and overflowing schools over here because of whatever that, you know, are, have portables. That doesn't make sense. And school boards have not addressed that.
0: All right. Well, you'll be back in a couple of hours to tell I us will. what you're going to do with my show. And I'm going to give over some control of this show to people from the FM station down the hall. Oh. i going to have them come in here.
1: Fantastic. I'll be listening. All right.
0: Because I get along with the Utes. What, what are the Utes? <laughs> what, does, what is a Ute? Do you, oh, you've never watched oh. my cousin, cousin Vinny? No. Okay. This is Stock 1010. It's 6.30.